Hi, Ryan. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Let's Talk About It. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Ryan, I want the energy. Gosh. Okay, who's your favorite actor? My favorite actor? Okay, okay, no, no, no. Your favorite uh, cartoon, whatever you look at on TV. Animes. I don't, I don't watch TV much. <laughs> Okay. You a gamer? Are you a gamer? I play a bit of games, yes. Uh, not Fortnite, is it? No. Okay, so let wait, let me guess another one. You don't play Variant. Valiant? I'm saying it wrong. Valorant, no. I don't have a... Uh-huh, wait a minute. Do you have an Oculus? Yes. All right, so I was using that, and they had a tiger. It looked like it was actually coming from... Okay, so act like you're playing your Oculus when you interview with me. That's the smile I want. <laughs> How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm okay. I look. I was looking forward to interviewing with you. You're my first kid interviewer. Yes, I feel good about that. How old are you? I am 13 years old. Oh, 14 years old. I just turned 14 um, on the 10th, so 12 days ago. Okay, so you're actually 14 and 12 days old? <laughs> no, okay, 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 no, no, no. Very good, well, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> How does it feel to be 14? I feel like, like a real teenager now, because because 13 was like the first year, so it was like not really a teenager, but now I feel like I'm fully teen. Okay, so did your privileges change? Can you do anything extra? Like, is it an extra hour you can stay up early or um, extra game time or not? Nah, I think you need another four more years than um, that, you'll be 18. <laughs> I, get, I get more time to do homework. Uh, of course, yes, see, I like that time. Do you like your homework? It's all right. Oh. Well, how's school going? I want to ask you a question. So when we went through the big gap, which is the COVID situation, and a lot of kids were doing their schooling from home, did you enjoy it? I believe that were there, there were positives and negatives to it. Because, like, for example, you could barely socialize with your friends properly because obviously you couldn't go out much and interact with people. So if you really wanted to like hang out with people, it would really just be a Zoom. Yeah. But the positive is that with the COVID situation, when you're Zooming and things like that, the moment school ends, it's so much easier to get from, like for example, I play tennis. So it's so much easier for me to end the Zoom and immediately go to tennis and I can get there on time. Whereas during um, real school, I it would take more time since I would have to drive from my school all the way to tennis. And usually I would have to schedule a private like at a later time, or I would have to go to a clinic later. Whereas during COVID, I could always make it on time. How are you, so tennis, tell me about that. Is that a love sport for you? Like, is that your sport? When did you start really loving it? I played tennis, I believe, five years or six oh. years, wow. and I've 
I've loved it pretty much ever since the moment I started playing and I play pretty competitively. So I play tournaments and things like that. And in the tens and twelves, I finished top 10 in Southern California. But in 14s, I haven't played many tournaments, obviously, since COVID. I missed like all of my 13s a year. And so. so what are the names of some of the tournaments? Like they're really big tournaments? Like what are the names of them? Well, there are different types of tournaments. There is, I'm not good at remember, remembering the yeah, name. that's fine. Um, I can't remember the names because it's been a while since I've had to address a tournament name. And I'll tell you something, being inside with COVID and all the stuff going on, trust me, I can't remember stuff either. <laughs> it's fine. So you have any best friends? Like, who's your best friend? When I was younger, maybe I had best friends, but right now I don't really have like a best friend. I mean, maybe there's certain friends that I hang out with more than of them. I don't have like just one best friend. You know what? I don't have any either. I'm my best friend. <laughs> I can trust me. <laughs> but um, so what is your favorite subject? And can I guess, is it science? Yes. And I figured that because you invent, you made an invention. So did this invention start with a class project? So I was in my fifth grade science class mm -hmm. and we had a project to do, to build pretty much anything. Obviously something plausible, you can't build a rocket ship, but I decided to build uh, with a circuit board. I decided to build just when you apply heat to a sensor, a, a light would go off and a noise would go off. Yes. And then I was building that at the same time that the fire started. And basically how my project started was I was in Arizona in November of 2018 when suddenly I saw on the TV the devastating, it was called the campfire. And the burning hills, the hills that were burning, um, looked just like the hills behind my house. So I called my mom to ask if she was okay because only my dad and I were in Arizona and she was, but then I wondered why we're, why we're thinking of going to other planets when we still couldn't solve problems on our own planet. So I started to do some research and realized that all of the current solutions on wildfires, they suffered from timeliness of response. So they would detect the fire once the fire had already become very large and out of control and costly. Wow. So that's how my project pretty much started. And this was, were you working on the project or was it something that like, once you saw the hills burning and you checked on mom, you were like, look, I want to do this extra. You know what I mean? Or did you just make it, you were happened to be working on your project during the time that this happened and you just- So I started doing my project after this happened and this is what started my project and I felt bad because when I do research, like for example, in the Australian bushfire, around 2 billion animals slash insects were killed. Not insects, just animals were killed. And that was like very heartbreaking to me since I love animals very much and I have 
have a dog of my own. I would have several dogs of my own, but my parents don't allow that. <laughs> um, and also, I feel bad for humans too, because this is our planet we're living on. And if we can't keep it in a clean, if we can't keep our earth clean, then we're not gonna be able to live on it for much longer because I remember seeing this image of a father giving a son a bag of money and telling him that he could spend it on whatever he wants. And then the kid pointing like to the background behind him and he was telling his dad, what am I supposed to do with all this money if there's nothing to even spend it on? And in the back, there was like a fire going on here. There was a tree falling down. And it was showing like global warming at its worst pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to help prevent that. And also for people who lose their lives during the fires, they lose their properties. It costs a lot of people a great amount of money because their homes are burnt and their land is burnt. So I just wanna help people and animals in the best way possible. Wow, so what does your project do? Like what, what, did, what did you make it do? So my project currently, it detects fires early on and it predicts where the fire may grow. So I have a early detection I have multiple detect fire detectors placed around high-risk locations where we believe a fire may start. Wow. And since they're very robust, they don't need any like power to plug into the wall or Wi-Fi. Hmm. And when a fire is detected by one of the fire detectors, my entire system is connected by a mesh networking so they can all communicate with each other. And that information will be sent from detector to detector until it eventually reaches one of my mini meteorological stations. And at that mini meteorological station, it will predict using machine learning where the fire may grow with multiple variables such as wind speed, wind direction, soil moisture, and so on. And, and then all of that information will be sent to my app, which I created myself with coding. And on that app, firefighters can find out where they should act on first because they know where the fire is going and where the fire is, obviously. But since we can predict where the fire is going, that app can also notify residents that are in the path of the fire to immediately evacuate so that they don't get caught up in the fire. Amazing. Thank you. Does that mean you like, okay, so have you experimented with it yet? Is it being you? So, right now, I'm actually just about to test it out with, actually, I just tested it out with the Irvine Ranch Conservancy here. So I tested my system with its deployment. I didn't get to test it with an actual fire yet, okay. but I got to test its connectivity and how it connects with the GPS. I haven't been able to, to shorten it down, I haven't been able to, actually create a real fire and test it in a fire scenario, but I've gotten close to that. Well, well, the location that you have them set up, is it a location where fires happen? They haven't been deployed yet, okay. but basically how we determine high-risk locations are places that either it's already happened, like a fire has happened before, or it's I guess you could say high, it's like, for example, it could be dead bushes yes. or shrubs that yes. are in a location where it's usually very warm and dry. 
So, and when those Santa Ana winds come in, that could easily just start a fire. Wow. Without any match starting a fire or anything like that. So that's how you would determine a high-risk location. And then you could deploy my detectors at that spot so that it can detect the fire extremely quickly. And again, this is possible since I don't need to plug it into a wall for power or any Wi-Fi. Wow. And have you thought about mail? Isn't it a place where they can mail for inventors, like where you can mail your project? That's a phenomenal invention. And for you to be so young, that's amazing. Have you won awards from that? So, um, this was during fifth grade, yes. And I had entered a national science competition and I won the competition and ended up getting $10,000. And oh. also I got mentoring. And then I also got accepted into the top 30 of Broadcom Masters, which is like the final stage of Broadcom Masters, another national science fair, um, where you can go and you go and speak about your project and you do team activities. Hmm. And I also got a $2 million, around a $2 million funding from the U.S. Navy for my project. Wow. That's not, I'm using, so basically my network can be used in multiple different ways. You use the same network, except you can use it, like instead of using a heat detector and a smoke detector, you can change it so that it's for oil or so that it's for pressure or different scenarios so i'm changing my system so that it can help track items and make sure that they keep they stay pressurized but i'm gonna focus more on the environmental side since i'm mainly leading that part so my system can as i just stated my system can be used in multiple different scenarios and especially what I'm trying to focus on is environmental problems. So multiple different environmental problems. So it can be used for a gas leak, it can be used for an oil leak. Obviously it can be used for a fire. Wow, and it can be used for so many, I mean, wouldn't it be great for your invention to be in homes? You know, it can be used in houses yeah. too, right? In, in, in apartment so buildings. You could scale it up or down. I'm also thinking of using multiple different types of detectors. So it's still the same system, right. but instead of having fire, uh, heat and smoke, I just use a, a very high power infrared yeah. or a very high quality infrared. Mm -hmm. Or instead of using that infrared, maybe you can use a camera. So there's like, I have three different types of sensor, three different types of detectors right now. They all use the same system. It's just, they all have different sensors or in that in the can in the case of a camera a camera nice thank so, you uh, so here's the big question what do you want to be when you grow up <laughs> when, when i grow up i want to i want to be someone who's involved in using ai and machine learning to help solve environmental problems wow so that's what you want to be basically an inventor you would like to work for yourself, right? And make these for great inventions. See, I love that, Brian. See that smile? <laughs> wow, so what would you like to share with the audience or maybe any kids your age that, that 
may want the ambition. They they say, oh, I wish I could invent something like that. Like, what so, do you share with them? So, I know it may seem that when you're a young kid, sometimes it feels like you can't make an impact, obviously, since you're younger. Oh. And what I want to say is that you never want to give up and you always want to pursue your dreams. Because for example, at first when I started my project, I never imagined it to turn into what it is now. Mm. Obviously, when I first started, I just wanted to make something simple, maybe enter a couple science fairs just for fun, see how it works. But I never actually thought of it turning all the way into a company and winning all of these awards. So I just want to tell the kids out there that this is our planet and that our environment is only getting worse because of climate change and we need to act on it. We can't just wait for the next generation because by then our earth will be completely destroyed. So we have to act on it. And whatever ideas you have, always try to pursue on them. Never give up, never think, oh, but I'm just a kid or never think, oh, I'm not gonna make a difference. There's so many other kids out there, they can do it. We have to act on it ourselves and we have to take the initiative because I feel a bit like previous generations, the environment, it wasn't as, it was like trivial for them because by then the it wasn't as bad. It wasn't in such a bad situation, mm-hmm. but now it's getting very bad. And there, there are being, there are more and more fires are occurring every year. So our, I believe that my generation has to act on it now and that we should take the initiative. Now I hear that you have a great Instagram. Share your Instagram and people you can follow Ryan and and look at all the great things that he's doing. Share it. What is it, Ryan? Oh, my Instagram is just at all lowercase Ryan Henry. So it's at all lowercase R Y A N H O N A R Y. Oh, it's so great. Thank you so much for interviewing with me. But this is the next thing I have to ask you. So remember you explained that right now your system is being tested, right? At a location you have it set up someplace? Yeah, we are going to further test it in the future. It's not being tested right now. Okay, that's the next step. Well, our next step is I've worked on the early detection and growth prediction of fires. So what I'm thinking of doing is if there's any way to actually prevent the fires from happening. So I could have a drone going over high voltage equipment and seeing that, for example, you see this transformer is corroding and say this is in a bad state and it could spark and catch a fire and that it should be acted on. And also detectors can be placed near transformers or high volt more high voltage equipment that's on the ground that's where detectors can be placed but right. for like power lines and high voltage equipment in the air you would have to use drones for that so that's what i'm thinking of doing next so when you do it it will be video right you're in a video so the detectors i'm pretty sure they're mainly going to be just detectors, not a camera. Maybe we use a camera. That's what we're going to test. In the but, drone. Can't you put the camera drone, in the yes. drone? The drone is going to be a camera. Yeah, so make sure you have that and make sure you email me 
I don't care how far it is. I don't care if it's years from now because I'll still be here and so will you. And then I can have you back so we can talk about it. I think you're great. I am proud of you. I know your parents are really proud of you, right? Yes. Oh, wow. Well, Ryan, keep up the good work. Never let anything stop you. Never feel down. Whenever you work on your project, have that energy on the inside. Like, always be excited. Does it make you excited, though? Yes. So you. I'm excited to help save our environment and help people. Beautiful. Do what you love and make sure it always comes from your heart. Thank you. Uh, and thank you for being on my show. Thank Let's you. Let's talk about it. Bye, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs>